Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren. Today I'm here with Cascade. Can you describe the house that you grew up in? Just the standard, like, yeah. Americana, suburban, suburban Chicago mm -hmm. house. Yeah. I don't know, let's see, how many bedrooms? Are there? <laughs> one, two, three bedrooms upstairs, four bedrooms upstairs, and one in the basement. What kind of music were your parents playing the house when you were growing up? Carpenters were a big thing in my house. That, that was probably the biggest, a lot of carpenters. Some Bee Gees in there, you know. It was the 70s, so that was prevalent. What kind of careers did your parents do while you were growing up? My mom was a mom, essentially. She kind of, she had a, she did a lot of like part-time gigs here and there, but uh, she was, she took care of kids. There's five kids, five, I'm one of five. So she was running around doing a lot of that. Um, and then she worked at a ski, a ski oh. place that sold skis because she's a big skier. So she wanted to do that. Um, and my dad was in finance. He grew up in Chicago. It's like kind of a financial hub for America. And uh, yeah, he's doing that. Where do you think you got your creative side from? Uh, I don't know. They both were quite creative. My grandma was super creative, really great writer. So I think like the writing side of things, like lyrics from her probably. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first artist you found, like even before EDM, when you started finding music yourself? Uh, yeah, let's see, in high school, no, junior high, Michael Jackson was having that moment, Off the Wall came out, big time. But then I later got into like more kind of new wave stuff, like The Cure, The Smiths, all that kind of new order, all that kind of like first wave of, uh, you know, European, like, what do you call that stuff, emo. <laughs> e emo indie rock <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And you found a lot of music early on from Gramophone Records, the store. Yeah, I bought, I discovered Gramophone when I was still in high school, early on in high school, my freshman year. Um, and they're kind of the first like house music record store that focused on uh, the genre. Um, and I, yeah, spent a lot of time there kind of digging through the craze, yeah. just like figuring it out, seeing what this whole thing was about, trying to understand it. Do you remember which finals like caught your eye from that record store? No, but I will say this, it was always like, go to the club and then the next week go to the record store and try and describe the song that you had heard. And he was like, oh, it's this or it's that, or like, I don't know what you're talking about. That is, that's just nonsensical. I don't even know what you're saying. So, you know, you're trying to hum some riff to the, the guy who works at the record store. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a group of friends out you were sharing these records with, or was it just kind of you in your own bubble early on? Um, I was the only guy that was working and had a job. So I was the only guy buying records. But, um, but yes, I had a bunch of friends that were kind of all hanging out and, and sharing my records. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how do you describe your, the atmosphere of the first performance you did back in the day? I mean, there's a lot of firsts along yeah. the way. Like I did, you know, house parties to college parties to like, oh, okay, my first club gig. Uh, yeah, in the beginning, they all kind of sucked because <laughs> I mean, it was just me playing records for my friends, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't this, what, what we're here today to do. Um, but they were fun, it didn't matter, it didn't matter that they sucked, you know. <laughs> it was still fun, I was still like hanging out playing records for my friends, so. 
And this is something that I ask um, pegboard nerds, but back then before making music digitally, how do you describe your process of making music back then and compared to now? I think early on it was just trying to understand how digital audio workstations, like the flow of actually the technical side of making music. Like I understood and had musical ideas, but getting through kind of that how do I work the computer and how does a sampler work and why is there only 12 seconds of sampling on this thing? I want to sample a lot more. So I think in the beginning it was just more about sound design and trying to figure out how to make cool sounds and less about, oh, I'm going to sit down and, and write a song. My heart feels this way today. It was a very different process. So in the beginning it was more about the technical side of it. And then as I got more proficient at that and understood that, um, then it became more about, oh man, anybody can make a cool sounding record. I want to write a song that people will remember later, you know? Can you describe the early stages of when you were making the tech, more technical music, of how it was like in your... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the earliest stages, it was uh, an MPC, a 909, and a 303. It was very basic. Um, and then I had a Macintosh uh, 7100. Um, the, the brown, beige-ish, um, kind of like this couch, but lighter. Um, yeah, and a very simple, like, Pro Tools new bus system. It actually didn't have multi-tracks. You used to be able to cut up the samples, and then you would tell it the order that it, that it went in. So you didn't have multi-track recording yet. This is, like, prior to that. Honestly, that kind of gave me my first idea into remixing, which it really wasn't remixing. It was more like rearranging. So I'd take a song, and then I'd rearrange it. I'd cut it up, like, oh, here's the chorus. Here's the intro. Here's the first, uh, you know, the first verse. And I could rearrange and change things. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. You know, it's just doing those, like, little things, augmenting songs that already existed. And skipping to love, um, you met your wife, like, really early on. What tips do you have for people who know that they're the one and advice for relationships? Advice for relationships? Uh, I don't know if I'm the right guy to ask. You are definitely the right guy to ask. Hmm. <laughs> uh, advice for relationships? I don't know, man. I don't know what to say there. It's hard. <laughs> About being honest, right? Meeting somebody and just like sharing with them who you are. I don't. I don't know what to say to that question. That's a very deep question. Let's get. Let's go get some cup of tea and discuss that over the next hour. I don't. I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. Being honest, having fun, showing them who you are, and um, discovering who they are. But take your time, kids. It's, it's a long journey. Don't don't rush it. And what do you want to be remembered for? Man, this is very profound. <laughs> what do I want to be remembered for? Uh, being a good father and a good husband. Yeah, I love uh, that. This is awesome. There it is. Oh, right. Thank you so much. That was perfect. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Guys, you have no what? idea how much my heart is pounding. Oh my god. I ascended these, ascended, ascended the, these stairs. What the heck? I'm still, that once I finish editing the video and just making sure it's perfect, then I'll feel relieved. That was, she's that, gonna cry. That, We're so sober and she's that, gonna cry. That moment, epic. We can relax. That, that is